I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Remember that the Mac Daddy will make you jump, jump, and Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump, and that this is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John, and today we're going to write better. Let's go. So yesterday, I railed against expectations, and I railed against resolutions, and I promised you that today we would talk about some goals, and we'd talk about how to set goals. I used the example yesterday of running miles. Let's say you wanted to run a marathon. You could easily sit down and say, well, the marathon is 26.3 miles. Thanks, Fitipides. And in order for me to run it, I, at point zero, the starting point, need to map out all 26.3 miles and know every inch of it and know exactly what I'm going to do every step of the way. And then I just need to run it as quickly as I can. And if that is your strategy, you will never complete the marathon because speed doesn't matter. We've talked about that previously. And neither does knowing every inch of the course in advance. It's very tempting because you think you'll become aware of obstacles or you, you, you think you'll find some kind of easy route all the way through. And you won't because there is never going to be some magic shortcut you'll discover knowing it in advance. And this over-planning, over-engineering want for more complete information is really masking some level of fear. It masks and hides the idea that you're afraid and it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel like you're not good enough. It's not true. You're totally good enough, but it's, it's okay to feel this sense of unknown. I don't know how this is going to work and freak out a little bit. That's a completely normal thing. The error in your thinking isn't coming from the idea that you're just not good enough to run the marathon. The error in your thinking is getting you to focus on mile 17 rather than mile one. Mile 17 will be there when you get there. It's not going anywhere. It will always be there. But what you don't know is how you'll feel when you get there. You don't know in advance. You're not, you, you don't know how tired you'll be. You don't know how exhausted, you don't know where your, your, if your feet will hurt, you don't know if you'll be ahead of schedule or behind schedule, we'll talk about that in a second. You have no idea of predicting your experience up to that point before you've even started. Because maybe you'll run this marathon and discover, oh, a lot of these steps aren't so bad, I can, I can kind of do them and feel good about accomplishing them. And maybe you'll run into other parts of the marathon and feel, holy shit, this feels like running across broken glass while being chased by lava monsters. You won't know until you're doing it. But there's a want to know in advance so that you can feel like you have some kind of control over it. But here is the secret to all marathons, be they writing or art or work or goal setting or whatever. You don't have that much control. And that's okay. You don't need it. It feels good to have it, but you can super duper succeed. You can even exceed your expectations without having that kind of control. It's okay. I know. It's weird. It feels weird. I get it. 
but you can't control this. You can't control the marathon. What you can control over this whole thing is where you put your two feet, how you move forward one step at a time. That's where your control is. That's what you can focus on. That's how we build more effective goals. Because it doesn't matter how we feel at mile 17 if we can't even get through mile number one. When we set goals, there is a temptation to make them huge and perform them and show them off and imply through their size that we are good enough to do them so that we can get social support, so that we can get approval, so that we can get pats on the head and pleasure and dopamine from having people tell us that we are good enough. It's super common. Happens all the time. I know it's not the most glamorous thing in the world to only worry about one foot in front of the other compared to worrying about, like, how I'm going to do mile 20. I, I know. I get it. It feels like you're not aiming far enough or high enough. But you've got to remember, in these small steps and how you do these small steps, be they the standards you hold yourself to or just the general organization and discipline to do them at all, reveals and explores how you will do all of them. How you run one step is how you're going to run the next step, probably, and how you'll run the step after that, and so on. One of the reasons why you only really need to, at least for the sake of early coaching, need to focus on one chapter at a time is because within the first 50 or so pages of your book, you are making all the mistakes you're going to make. Meaning that if you have problems with character development or plot pacing, they're going to exist in the beginning just as much as they exist in the middle or the end. And trying to map everything out and trying to know everything and know all the bumps and dips in the road and that this can happen and that's going to happen, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, it, it conceals the fact that, hey, you're, you're making all these problems. They're all over the place. Address them. Get better at them as you do them. And then you won't have a problem down the road. I'm not saying only polish the first 50 pages of your book. That's ridiculous. I'm saying you will find all the problems you have in the first 50, and then you'll know what to do about them once you start fixing them. But your goal should not be, I'm going to write you know, something ridiculous all the time. Your goal should be, I'm going to do the best I can right here, right now. And it's going to be a much smaller scale and a much smaller scope. Because we're just practicing our footwork. We're just moving one foot in front of the other. We're not worried about the mileage. We're not worried about 20 miles from now. One foot in front of the other. There's plenty there that you can control. Plenty there that you can accomplish. So what if it's 800 words, 500 words, 600 words at a clip? So what if it's you know not done yet? So what if it's only this many words and not that many words over there. Who cares? No one is forcing you. No one demands of you except you that it be a certain way. Make each step the best step it can be. Training yourself, disciplining yourself, organizing yourself one at a time. And it will be easier to do more of them in a chain, more of them in a sequence. The problem with goal setting for a lot of people, they aim huge, but they forget the part that all big goals are made up of little actions. They write them off. They think them boring. They think them dull. They think them not as serious and not as important because they're small. 
they they figure, ah, well, whatever. It's just writing. It's just easy. It's just a sentence here and there. But if you suck at writing sentences, you're going to have a really hard time doing this big goal. If you have a real problem disciplining yourself to sit down and write when you say you're going to write, if you get on your own case about how hard it is to write because you're over-exacting with too ridiculously high a standard and no, no flexibility for yourself, you're going to have a hard time. It's okay to set a million small goals and accomplish each of them and feel good about it. Far more productively, far more organized, far more disciplined. What you need to work on when we set goals is not aiming, I'm going to knock the ball out of the park, I'm going to blast it to the moon. How about we just get a hit? How about we just focus on the swing? How about we just focus on the steps in the marathon? How about we just focus on what we're writing right now and how you're writing it and what you're thinking about as you're writing it and what these words mean in this sentence? What picture are you trying to put in the reader's head here now in paragraph five of chapter two? As opposed to how cool it's going to be when the, you know, when the hero comes crashing through the main window on a horse 30 chapters from now. Focus here, right now, and get this done to the best of your ability. Smaller goals are less glamorous, but here's the thing. If you chain together smaller goals, you will in some accomplish more than that person who sets one big goal. Because they've done one, and you'll have done a couple thousand. And if you're trying to compete, doesn't that matter? You shouldn't compete, by the way. That's not the point. But if you're one of those people who's framing their goals relative to somebody else, remember that their path is not your path, and their steps are not your steps. Their method is not your method. And if your method focuses on the fundamentals, the basics of one step— one sentence at a time, one idea at a time, to put one image in the reader's head at a time, organized and productive and disciplined, you will get farther than the people who set those big, giant, lofty goals. You will. You just will. You might not, you know, race through, you know, chapter one. You might not fly through that first mile. But overall, over time, you will accomplish more than the people who are just always trying to hit a marathon every week. Small goals matter. You must tell yourself that. Setting small goals is not an exercise in futility. You're not better for your bigger goals. You are better in the doing of the goals at all. Realistic stuff done simply and well matters more than hyper-complicated stuff done at best poorly. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.